This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right. Yeah, a lot of people are checking out. It's a week before Christmas. You know, kind of sloughing off a little bit. Yeah. Oh, heck no. We're in it. It's game time. There's a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. Am I convincing? I thought I, I'm in now. I was d- drifting until you said that. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that right now Donald Trump is parroting the words of Adolf Hitler. Well, Tell me if you've heard this one before. Everywhere, by yeah. the way. Okay, so this is the big controversy. That's what we're taking from this, David? Yeah, he said this about politicians who've left our uh, borders wide open. Okay, I don't have it. Okay. But I do have the ABC reaction to it. Okay, let's do that. You want to hear it? Yes. Oh, my goodness. L- let's just start here. Um of everything else that's going on, it's a dog whistle, you know. Former President Donald Trump drawing fire for comments over the weekend attacking immigrants and quoting Vladimir Putin with approval. Not just that. Let's go to Rachel Scott. He's now facing criticism for lavishing praise on dictators and ramping up his attacks on immigrants using phrases that have clear ties to white supremacy and Hitler. What? Clear ties. Yes. Clear ties. Clear ties. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. Then. Under fire for these anti-immigrant comments he made in New Hampshire this weekend. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. That language echoes white supremacists and was used by Adolf Hitler and his autobiographical manifesto Mein Kampf, where Hitler. Time out for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's check with the guy that used to be in news on this show, David Van Camp. Is that accurate reporting there? Well, I. Well, no, to me, I, I, I didn't take it as he was directly talking about the illegal immigrants. Because if you listen to the full clip in context, which I have it if you want to listen to it. I do. But if you listen to the, the full clip, it really does sound, to me at least, like he's saying uh, he's talking about the politicians that have left the borders wide open. Oh, well, that would be different then. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, here's the full clip in context. I think the okay. real number is 15, 16 million people into our country. When they do that, we got a lot of work to do. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world they're coming into our country from africa from asia all over the world they're pouring into our country nobody's even looking at them they just come in yeah oh that's totally different that means something totally different than what abc is projecting well yes of course but it's fine people hoax all over again it really is 
Okay, you know what's so interesting to me? Because I see this on ABC, and I'm like, okay, this must be the talking point for legacy media. But it doesn't seem like everyone got the memo. Because NBC didn't have that in the big open. So is that just ABC saying, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We could take this little clip right here of Trump saying they're poisoning the blood, and, and we'll tie that to Hitler. I don't know how exactly it works. Usually they're all on the same talking point all at the same time. Yeah, if elected, he'll try to bypass Congress and persecute uh, members that uh, oppose him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's more to this report, you know. Hitler criticized mixing races, calling it, quote, blood poisoning. Trump has repeatedly (laughs) used the phrase. Repeatedly? Okay, that... But even then, that's not... I'm sorry, I've got like a thousand thoughts running through my head right now. That's a complete lie. That's That's completely taking out of context what Donald Trump said. Donald Trump wasn't talking about interracial marriage. Nope. He wasn't talking about that. He's talking about, hey, we got millions of people coming into this country. We don't know who the hell they are. And that's a problem for the fabric of the United States. You can't have a country if you don't have borders. That's not talking about poisoning the white race or whatever. These liars. Well, if you're ABC... You know what you could do? You could grab this one Republican who just happens to be running for president, and you could get him to parrot those same things. How about that? And in steps Chris Christie. He's disgusting. And what he's doing is dog whistling to Americans who feel absolutely under stress and strain from the economy and from the conflicts around the world and he's dog whistling it to blame it on people from areas that don't look like us (laughs) so are you talking right now chris to the black americans in chicago they're saying hey what's the deal with all these people here illegally we're supposed to get resources we don't have nothing is that who you're talking about chris or is that just for white people right are you going to be joining in segregation stuff with Harvard and everybody else that you're, you know, parroting talking points from? He doesn't really believe what that. What a joke. He just differentiates himself from the rest of the field, hoping that somehow he'll gain some sort of traction, which he can't. Oh, my goodness. And, and then, And then ABC. Oh, and Trump, the anti-immigrant promise that he's making. Trump promised to carry out mass deportations, deputizing the National Guard to arrest undocumented immigrants. I will terminate every open borders policy of the Biden administration, stop the invasion of our southern border, and begin the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. Do you think ABC understands the more that they put those talking points out there, the more people that want to vote for Trump? That's absolutely right. The, the, The more rhetoric, the better for him. Yeah. Yeah, because you look at the polling. Well, absolutely. With illegal immigration. They've driven this wedge, and the wedge is bigger. And so, again, yeah, more people are like, no, go pound sand. Oh. I'm going to vote for Trump now. I was on the – maybe I would have not done that initially, but sure as hell will now. Well, let's go back to some of the greatest hits from legacy media in the past. Uh, did you know Trump is praising dictators? <laughs> What? Yes. Also praising dictators, at one point invoking Russian President Vladimir Putin, using quotes from a top U.S. adversary to attack President Biden. Vladimir Putin. Has anybody ever heard of Vladimir Putin? 
of Russia says that Biden's, and this is a quote, politically motivated persecution of his political rival is very good for Russia because it shows the rottenness of the American political system. The Biden campaign responding Ooh. with a blistering statement, writing Trump parroted Adolf Hitler, praised Kim Jong-un, and quoted Vladimir Putin while running for president on a promise to rule as a dictator and threaten American democracy. <laughs> wow. Look. You know that <laughs> they're better than Saturday Night Live. Oh my gosh! It 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 doesn't play very well when the president himself, Joe Biden, just last week quoted Russian propagandists to attack Republicans. Yep. I mean, dude, what the hell? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills today. I know. It. I I think <laughs> seriously, it's desperation. And I mean, again, we're ten, eleven months away from the election. But you see all the polling and legacy media, the way they're going at this, it does sound like a bunch of desperate people. It's like all these things that have been debunked in the past and just bringing them back out. Here we go. Here we go again. And meanwhile, uh, you see updates on what's going on with Israel and Hamas. Did you see the tunnel Yeah. that Israel found underneath that yeah. they didn't know existed or how how deep it was? quarter of a mile from a civilian border crossing between Israel and northern Gaza lies what Israel's military says is the largest tunnel discovered in the enclave. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Large enough that large vehicles can drive through it, and yet until recently, Israel didn't know the tunnel reached right up to its border. And it's for moving massive assets. It's strategic. And we're planning on using that, well, to further destroy Israel. Yet, we're hearing more and more calls for the old ceasefire. Yeah, no. And I think you're seeing what Israel said over the weekend. We're not stopping until Hamas is gone. And if I were just to ask you this question right now, where we stand as a country, what is the United States' stance when it comes to the Israel-Hamas war? David? I mean, officially, uh, for the most part, it is... Uh at the very least, supportive of Israel's right to defend itself, although it does seem like there are some cracks starting to form within the Democrat Party right now. I mean, there's reporting that uh, Kamala Harris, is, is uh, the vice president, is a little bit upset that Joe Biden seems to be uh, ignoring the plight of the Palestinians, whatever that means. Um, and, and you're starting to see more Democrats sort of question uh, the current operation as it stands from Israel. But... I think overwhelmingly the posture of the United States is we're, we got your back with some conditions. Yes, it's strange, man, because it was, we're all in. Israel is our ally. It's all this. But well, you know what? It's making us uncomfortable now. It's, yeah. it's hurting us politically. Okay. We know you got to go and, you know, take Hamas out. But we're uncomfortable with everything else that's mm -hmm. happening. Indiscriminate bombing, that line last week, that was an absolute yeah. lie. So you wonder exactly where it's all at but as far as israel they made the statements over the weekend no we're not stopping until hamas is gone so that's the update there now david sometimes you forget as far as the presidential election rfk jr is running yeah he just left the democratic party yeah he's running as an independent now uh rfk jr he put out this tweet that i'll, I'll tell you man I'm going to read the sentence, and you will never guess what the final word of the sentence is. Okay. 
Uh, he put this out. It's a promotional campaign. Uh, enter our campaign sweepstakes by December 31st for a chance to spend the afternoon with me and enjoy one of my greatest joys. Falconry. Falconry. Yes. And there's a picture of RFK Jr. with with a falcon sitting on his arm. And it, I mean, seriously, that falcon is staring at you like it it. It will grant you a wish, but first you must answer these riddles three, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. And RFK Jr.'s piercing eyes staring at you makes it look like he can tell you exactly when you're going to die and how. I had never heard the term falconry. Yeah, you can win an opportunity to go play with RFK Jr.'s birds. What do they do? I, I think they did. Did they fetch stuff? I think so. They fly around and... Yeah. Uh, they, I, I don't know. I Honestly, I'm in. I'd love to go do it. Okay. That's just a, I mean, that's a great, uh, you know, cocktail party opening line, right? So there I was doing Falcon stuff with RFK yeah. Jr. Yeah, dude, I would listen to that story so, all day long. You go out and hide the Falcon's food like Kreska, and then he has to go find it? <laughs> Does that work? You can't, he's going to find it. Oh, I know. Give him 10 minutes. Right, he's going to yeah, find it. Exactly. Wow, that's fascinating. Okay. Uh, he still doesn't have a chance, but, man, the stories. Good one. Okay. Oh, did you hear the story about the FBI secretly taping Joe Biden's brother making deals? Uh-oh. Oh! We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wines and beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and more. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Price so amazingly low, low, low. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly, B21. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. This is Rocky Mosall with International Star Registry. Over the past 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star and give the ultimate Christmas gift. The star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333 to give the brightest gift. That's 800-282-3333. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this in a few places. New York Post, Town Hall, a few other places. Uh, the FBI secretly taped Joe Biden's brother making deals in an unrelated bribery probe. Yeah, he likes to make deals. He's a deal-making man. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been over 170 suspicious activity alerts for the Biden family. Oh, yeah. Altogether. No. And people have made the point, you know, anybody else, you would have your accounts uh, frozen with yeah. an investigation. Yeah. This is different. Well, the thing is, is any suggestion that Joe Biden had anything to do with any of it, uh, th- those suggestions have all been debunked. Well, by who? By our imaginary sources. Right. Yeah. It, they really it, haven't been debunked. If you ignore all of the evidence, there's no evidence. You know, here's the thing. And this was in the Washington Post of all places about Joe Biden's brother, James. And I think more than anything, this is a story about a man's love for his brother. Well, yeah, of course. Okay. As far as I'm, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, this, this bribery probe of a trial lawyer who solicited James Biden's services from the consulting firm that he ran over a tobacco deal. Have you ever heard about this one? No. It's hard to keep okay. all the deals straight. Okay, this one goes back a ways. This is the story of Richard Dickey Scruggs, who's a famed Mississippi trial attorney, was close to a historic deal to force tobacco companies to pay billions of dollars, but there was one last hurdle. A divided Congress had to sign off. And Scruggs had identified one of the most skeptical senators, one Joe Biden at the time, as a key to winning the vote. So Dickey Scruggs turned to Biden's younger brother, James. An old acquaintance who ran a D.C. consulting firm with his wife, Sarah. There you go. Scruggs paid the firm $100,000 in 1998 for advice on passing mm. the bill. Right. You got any advice how we get yeah. this passed? Mm. Yeah. James, it's Dickey. Yeah. <laughs> any advice you want to give me? I know your brother. He's, yeah. he's there. Maybe you got a little advice you can give me. I think it'd be worth a hundred grand. Uh... Dickey said, I probably wouldn't have hired him if he wasn't the senator's brother. No well, kidding. Yeah. Really? really? <laughs> Dickey Scruggs, Dickie. attorney yes. at law. <laughs> that sounds Call. fake, right? Listen, man, in the story, it says Richard Dickey Scruggs. Yeah. So it, it, He's known as Dickey. Quite, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Out of there. This Dickey. Ah, this is Dick Dickey Scruggs. How you doing? I'm calling for James Biden, please. I'll hold. I know this is going to be a shock to you. But after Dickey yeah. paid James, Jimmy, Biden that hundred grand, yeah. uh, Joe backed the bill. Wow. <laughs> How about that? Weird. Just like that. Minds can change, Jamie. But Minds can change. It did ultimately fail to pass Congress. Yeah. Uh, Dickey said, you know, Jim was never untoward about his influence. He didn't brag about it or talk about it. He didn't have to. He was the man's brother. Right. Yep. Pretty much says it all, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. And again, this is from the Washington Post. Scruggs' deal with James Biden highlights how President Biden's brother has for decades benefited financially from his proximity to his powerful sibling. Yeah. A relationship that is newly relevant today as congressional Republicans investigate whether Biden assisted his family members' business deals. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Jimmy Biden was the only one who benefited from that. That's it. One Joe- time. Joe was just, he was just tight with his brother, right? He didn't know about any of this stuff. 
No. No. Heck no. Not at all. No. And I mean, yeah, Jimmy was making a lot of money, but then he he needed money for a car loan or something. Right. And Joe's always there for him. It's just a little quinky dink. Right. And nothing more than that. And those 19 shell companies and everything else, mm-hmm. no evidence. No. $1,000 car. Heck yeah. you say. And forget what Dickie said. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, David. Yeah. <laughs> Hello there, Dickie. I mean, that needs to be a Netflix series. Dickie uh-huh. Scruggs, attorney at law. Like, yes. Dickie Scruggs definitely has a pair of suspenders for every occasion. Heck yeah, he You does. know he does. He's got a bolo tie for every occasion, too. I like it. Yeah. You're, you're a little jealous of the nickname, aren't you, Scott? Well, I've always kind of wanted to be known as Dickie. <laughs> Dickie Robbins? But you can't give yourself the same nick. You can't give yourself a nickname. Somebody has to do it for you. Dick- if you want, we can start calling you Dickie today. <laughs> Dickie Robbins sounds like a, like a single-A ball player who was going to make it big but had a catastrophic injury. <laughs> or somebody with a mustache and a silk robe <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You got a news update. You don't want to miss much more coming up. This holiday season, we're unwrapping joy and tuning in the cheer. Wishing you a Christmas merrier than a cat on a sled. My cats don't look very merry. Well, that's because you didn't train them very much. And a new year so fantastic, even your resolutions will bro-hug each other. Please don't touch me. From our crew to your ears, have a holly jolly Christmas and a side-splitting new year. Laughter is the best <laughs> gift you can re-give. Come on, bring it in, bro. <laughs> All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, I'm glad you're doing this story, David. Ugh. Yeah. Good night. Well, a uh, congressional staffer to Senator Ben Cardin, Democrat out of Maryland, was fired over the weekend after, um, well, he, he filmed a, a, a graphic gay porn video in a, a Senate hearing room. The Daily Caller first uh, heard about it and reported on it. Uh, The staffer was not initially named, but uh, that person has been identified as a guy named Aiden Mays Cherovsky, who posted a statement on LinkedIn saying he's exploring legal options against the people who reported on it, which is weird. I mean, he recorded it. Somebody obtained it and reported about it. I mean, there he is. There's a hearing room where you had, I mean, things like 9-11 commission meetings in, judicial confirmations. I mean, and he's just there, apparently sitting where Amy Klobuchar sits now. Oh, yeah. Somebody get the Clorox wipes, please. He hose it down. Because, okay, this was being reported late Friday afternoon. Yeah. And they put the video out there. It was at different places. I never clicked on it. There was one still photo I saw that with, yeah. with images blurred out. But from what I understand, this dude is looking at the camera. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was going to be able to deny who it was. Well, no, but he wrote on LinkedIn. Of all places, LinkedIn, too. Weird. It's strange. Uh, this has been a difficult time for me as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. Golly! Man! I'm a victim! Holy cow! 
People have a problem with it because he's gay. Yeah. What he's saying. No, idiot. That's not why they have a problem. They have a problem because you're having sex in the Senate chamber. <laughs> you weirdo. Shut up. So you're saying if it was a young Republican staffer and it was heterosexual sex? It'd be totally okay. No, I can't see that either. No. Imagine if he had her dressed up in hands made tail garb. <laughs> then they'd really be freaking out. Um, <laughs> he went on to write, while some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. But you did. Except for that idiot. one time, yeah. You did. Yeah. You uh, don't think that's disrespecting it, really? Or maybe in his world, that's showing the ultimate respect. Ugh. Love is love. Oh. <laughs> Do you understand what's happened in the last, like, year? Bag of cocaine was found, and they're doing gay sex and filming it. Well, that's just the things we know about. Exactly. Yes. There's also another story out there that I mean, this it, guy... Hold on a second. Yeah, i okay, got to say this. Right. This is crazy. Okay. You are really in victim status okay and used to it when you're trying to go out there and say this is all because of who i love well right. it's worked in the past I that's why it's worked <laughs> wow man there's an idiot out there today saying this guy yelled free palestine at a representative who was pro-israel and that's why it, the revenge porn happened it was, well, revenge. It was okay. revenge porn because he was he backed right. Palestine by yelling free Palestine at a representative. I saw bits and pieces of this story. So you got to tell me what's real and what's not. So the the dude that got fired here that we're talking about put this video up on a site yeah. that's for gay congressional staffers. Am I to hear that right or understand it right? I, I think so. And so someone knew it was there. And then they take it, and then they put it out for the public to see so this guy would get in trouble. It sounds that way. Okay. Well, you put it out there. I some site where people know where to go. You don't think anybody else is going to find out about that? And you're in the Senate chambers. I mean, it's very hard to duplicate that on the soundstage. Yeah, at least he didn't go with the, you know, that's AI, and they could do anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> he didn't think of it. That's why. Oh, man, oh, man. But at first, it seemed like he was going to keep his job. It took a while, little while to fire him. Yeah, Saturday was, I, I think, is just because they were wanting to make sure that it was actually him. And I, maybe they wanted to wait around and see if, like, that whole I'm being attacked for who I love would work. Well, you got to wonder, because the original statement from the office, that congressional office, was no comment, correct? Yeah. And then people were wondering, is this guy, I mean, what do you got to do to get fired? Well, it's always pending an investigation. Wow. Okay. Well, the other thing, I don't know if you saw this, Jonathan Turley, legal expert, was out there saying this guy should never have made a statement because there's some legal stuff with this as well. Mm -hmm. And especially there was, I forget which congressperson was making a big deal out of Marjorie Taylor Greene showing Hunter Biden in his underwear saying, you know, that is beyond the pale. Right. And that, you know, pornographic images you bring in here, there could be charges. And they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> right. This just took that situation, said, hold my beer, and here you go. So who knows what's going to happen with that, some sort of legal issue as well. Wow. Okay. 
Uh, I don't think that's going to be docked, but uh, it is that uh, point of the show where you go around the table. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Today, my story has to do with the uh, mayor of New York, Eric Adams. Okay. The mayor of New York uh, says no federal aid is coming to help him with the illegal immigra immigration crisis. I mean, they are really getting uh, pounded there in New York City. Uh, but somehow, uh, it's still Republicans' fault. I don't know if you've seen this. This was on PIX11, a New York City um, uh, uh, news outlet. He's doing this interview talking about it. Uh, and he's claiming that Republicans need to come together with a, uh, a comprehensive immigration reform package. Oh, my gosh. Uh, is right. I think it's unfortunate, number one, the Republicans are not in favor of any real immigration reform. And I believe that we are not seeing that this should not be on the backs of New York City and others. Not in favor of reform. You know what they're in favor of? Enforcing the law. Protecting right. the border. That's what needs to happen. That's not what's happening. This guy got his marching orders, didn't he? Yeah, a little bit. Well, he got out of line there for a while. He, he got out of critical line. Critical of the Biden administration, yes. And then the FBI raided him. That's, That's right. right. And all of a sudden, the tune has changed, well, and it's Republicans' fault. And other cities, because now the coalition has grown. Remember, it was, I was by myself at one time. Now you're seeing mayors of Chicago. You're seeing Massachusetts electors, Denver. People are realizing this is unfair to cities across America. It's not just unfair to cities, you dope. It's unfair to everybody. How about if you're in New Mexico, Arizona, Texas? You think it's unfair there? Yeah. See, it it never mattered until it started affecting them. It's true. You know, I uh, absolutely. I hear a lot of the people, you know, going out there now. People like Mayor Adams, others in major American cities, who are saying, "Hey, we got a problem here. This is a big deal." You know what would really help bring the country together? If you apologized to Republican officials who have been screaming about this for years. Absolutely. So you, you know what? I was not directly affected by this in the same way you were. Now that I am, I realize you were right. I'm sorry. And let's work together to figure out a solution to move forward. They'll never do it because they're soulless cretins. But that's what they should do. Agree with that. All right. What's your story, Scott Robbins? I got kind of a quick one today, but it's a more observational, I guess, than anything else. But today is the 80th birthday of Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards. He's 80 today. That's amazing. Now, I would have thought he was 103, but he is only 80 today. And I mention this because we talk about age a lot, and we talk about how age shouldn't be discriminated against. It's based on your on how cognitive you are at a certain particular age, right? Keith Richards plays two-and-a-half-hour shows with the Rolling Stones, and they're going to go back out on tour again this summer. He is one year younger than the bumbling, stumbling president of the United States of America. Yeah. One guy did drugs almost his entire life. One guy didn't. Which guy would you rather have drive you somewhere 10 miles up the road? Huh? Uh, neither. Well, perhaps not, but I'm going to go with Keith nine times out of ten. He knows how to get off the stage. He goes to the right, goes the right direction. I understand that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he doesn't forget the words to any of the songs he has to sing. No, no. But I have seen him in some interviews. 
Yeah, I mean, Keith, for 80, we never thought he would right, make it exactly. this long. Either that or we think he'll live to be 180. We're not mm-hmm. quite sure. And I'm looking forward to his solo album, True to Dash, Dub to Pressure, out this fall. <laughs> Uh, for my story today, uh, it's not one you're going to see, you know, in legacy media, but some people have noticed, even at the Hill, and the title of the piece was Biden's Alarming Harassment of Elon Musk. And it's pretty much lists all the way, all the different ways that the Democratic Party has gone after Elon Musk ever since he wanted to buy Twitter. And it just goes on and on and on and it's all about the free speech thing isn't it in the end that's the only thing you can really come up with well he he upset the apple cart i mean he's the one guy now in the tech industry who isn't going to answer their calls no he's not and i mean he really just puts it out there and they're determined to drag down tesla spacex X, all of it, and they know how to do it. Remember when this first happened, when Musk was saying that he was thinking about buying Twitter, and they asked Biden about it, and Biden said, well, I think he's probably worth looking into. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so, man. Yep. The heat is on from all over the place. And then you have, you know, with X, and this is something we've talked about many times, with the advertiser boycott. Have you seen some of those advertisers are already coming back? Yeah, Netflix was the biggest one heading into the weekend that said, "Okay, fine, we'll go back." Yeah, I don't, man. You don't want to count it too soon, but it seems like right now Elon Musk is winning that battle. Yeah. Well, it seems to me like this provides you, you know when he he did the whole go bleep yourself thing a couple weeks ago. Yes. To advertisers who were boycotting because of one thing or another. Like, no, you're not going to bribe me. Go bleep yourself. Right. One thing that's interesting is, to me, it almost takes the pressure off of big companies. When you know that there is a platform that is really not going to bend the knee to the mob. Yes. And you can get back to just trying to sell your product without worrying about what the mob has to say. There is a certain amount of freedom in that. And I think, you know, a lot of folks are going to be watching Netflix and other companies that are quietly going back to Twitter now mm-hmm. because they realize, you know, we can still make money by advertising on these platforms and we don't have to worry about boycotts. We don't have to keep up with whatever the new thing is. Yeah. Do you remember to all the people, especially liberal journalists, talking about it was going to be the death of Twitter? Yeah. Once Musk took it. Oh, yeah. And I'm leaving it forever. And then they come back. Right. (laughs) Because nothing has taken the place of it. Keith Olbermann's done this like three times now. Yeah. And then they always Always come back. Always come back. So, you know, tip of the cap to Elon Musk for standing strong. It's been great to see. Hope it uh, doesn't stop. Very few people have that deep of pockets that can do it. You know? It's not just... That's true. You're absolutely right. But he's got stones, too. Oh, yeah, I agree. He doesn't give a flip, man. You got to have that. Oh, did you see the story about Bill Gates posing with the Epstein accuser after his 2008 conviction? Oh, we got to get to that and much more coming up right here.
holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring. Except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. This is Rocky Mosall with International Star Registry. Over the past 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star and give the ultimate Christmas gift. The star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333 to give the brightest gift. That's 800-282-3333. <laughs> All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Jeffrey Epstein's been dead for a while now. Yeah. But his name still pops up a lot. A lot of curiosity there. Well, the flight logs. Yeah. Dick Durbin, senator from Illinois, seems to be standing in the way of trying to get those flight logs to see who was on all those flights in Jeffrey Epstein's plane. The Lolita Express. It would seem that maybe, perhaps, he's trying to cover something up or protect somebody. We don't know, but why stand in the way? And then, well, no one's ever brought it up to me is what he said. What he said. Mm -hmm. No one's ever even mentioned it. To a reporter. Right. But that was a flat-out lie. It's interesting. So the Wall Street Journal has had, they've had numerous pieces on Jeffrey Epstein, and they had another one. That also includes a new photo that shows Bill Gates posing with one of the accusers. And this was after Epstein's 2008 conviction. He wasn't the only one, by the way, with uh, some pictures with different accusers. There was also Woody Allen Hmm. at Epstein's townhouse and former CBS News journalist Charlie Rose. I thought, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, the old crusty paw. Yeah. Yeah, he was named... One of the first ones in the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that he would come out of the shower in his apartment where they would do some work there, but he would would be be naked. Naked, and then he had a habit of of rubbing young ladies' shoulders in Ah. a weird way. And that's why they they called him the Krusty Paw. Yes, because he would put his hand on him. Anyway, so from this story uh, with the Epstein accuser, um, again, that came out yesterday. It, 
Bill Gates is seen smiling and like fiddling with his zipper of a like quarter zip sweater with this woman identified as a Polish model then in her 20s. And she's standing at his side in a gray jacket, blue scarf with her chest nearly pressed up against him. And you see all this and you're like, okay, remember the whole interview with uh, Melania Gates or Melanie, what's her first name? His ex-wife, Bill Gates. No. I said Melania. Melinda. Melinda, thank you. Good one, David. Um, How she was creeped out by Epstein and and the whole thing bothered her from the get-go. And then there was that interview with Bill Gates bringing up Jeffrey Epstein. And he was all, he was squirming during the whole thing. And the reporter wouldn't let him off. No. That whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I still have that somewhere. Who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh, You know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to Global Health, which is a uh, interest I have, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years. Um, and that, in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well, <laughs> and, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners. Uh, <laughs> not exactly convincing, is it? <laughs> this is the Barkley Van Camp Robert Show. Hey, it's Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Me, Scott Robbins. From the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Where we turn mundane into madness. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening on the radio. But have you dared to join in the fun online? Follow us on Instagram for video and behind-the-scenes content. Hey, is that a good idea that we do that? Sure, why not? You can also yell at us on X or Twitter. It's that thing Elon Musk runs. And Facebook, because Grandma deserves a daily dose of Barkley Van Camp and Robin. Yeah, stop doom-scrolling and stalking your old high school classmates. Search MVCR Show on Instagram, X, and Facebook. Because life's too short for boring radio shows. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, week away from Christmas. You feeling the spirit? Robbins, no. Uh, David, no, not yet. Okay. I was out amongst them over the weekend. Yeah? Doing a little Christmas shopping. Yeah. It was very frustrating. Yeah. Because of all the people here illegally, yes. and it was a dog whistle, and you were saying, go back! Is that what it was? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. No, you didn't. Of course I didn't. But there's a lot of dog whistles out there. That's what we're hearing from legacy media when it comes to the former president, Donald oh, Trump. Yeah. I think there should be a moratorium on that term for like two weeks. You can't say dog whistle. you got to come well, up with something else. What I, don't, what I don't get is that in this case, because at a rally he talked about illegal immigration and he used the term poisoning the blood of our nation and whatever. You, they say both it's a dog whistle, but also that he is apparently directly quoting Hitler. 
those two things are not the same. (laughs) Dog whistle is like you're suggesting something. If you're saying he ripped off Mein Kampf, then that's explicit. Well, you're coming at this like it's some sort of intellectual argument, David. Right. No, it's not, actually. It's a bunch of people Facts wetting their pants. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just got to be worried at all times. Yeah. So, so Meet the Press moderator, Kristen Welker, uh, was interviewing Lindsey Graham and decided to, to lie about what Trump said over the weekend. Okay. Before I let you go, I do want to get your reaction to something that former President Trump said overnight. He was in New Hampshire. He was talking about the need to keep immigrants out of this country. Here's what he said. I'll get your response. Okay. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world. They're coming into our country from Africa, from Asia, all over the world. The Biden campaign has accused former President Trump of, quote, parroting Adolf Hitler. Okay, we'll get back to this after Lindsey Graham says whatever he's going to say. That's a flat-out lie. It's a misrepresentation of the context of what he said. But more on that in a second. What is your reaction? Are the president's comments representative of how you and other Republicans feel? 76% of the American people, not Donald Trump, believe the border is broken. They're worried about fentanyl coming over and killing their kids. But what about his language, Senator? Just that language, uh, that poisoning the blood. You know, I'm worried about an outcome. He is right to want to, he had the border secured, the lowest in 40 years in December of 2020. To the Biden administration, you're talking about Donald Trump's language, as you said on the sidelines, and allowed the country to be invaded. 172 people on the terrorist watch list have come on your watch. Fentanyl's killing Senator, more Americans Senator, than any time in history. Senator, just on the language, just on the language, though, I want to oh get yours. You have endorsed former President Trump. Oh, Are yeah. you comfortable with him using words like that? You're you're mad from the river to the sea, people. We're worried about language all of a sudden. Right. I mean, the breaking news today is that authorities are suspending railway operations at the southern border because they need to free up agents to help with the flood of illegal immigrants. (laughs) And you want to sit here and whine about language words? I mean, that's that's pretty (laughs) tough. Mr. Senator, Mr. Senator, how about the words? Okay, David, you had the original clip. I think the real number is 15, 16 million people into our country when they do that. We got a lot of work to do. They're poisoning the blood of our country. Who's they? That's the question. They is the people that have opened up the border. That's what he's referring to. Yes, not the actual people. But they take the little snippet. And it is very much like the fine people hoax. You just take that part out, and you leave out when he explicitly says, not the white supremacists, the neo-Nazis, and he says, not them. But outside of that, there was fine people. But they would never play that. They just wanted to frame it in a certain way, and they did it. And I'm sure if you poll most Democrats, they think he said fine people talking about neo-Nazis. Yep. It's so frustrating the way they do this. They are just absolute liars. Meanwhile, as far as, you know, so many people fed up with the border and plenty of Democrats, Joe Manchin, he was making the rounds over the weekend. And, you know, he's telling uh, Jake Tapper, like, yeah, we're full. 
we can't take anymore. I think it's dangerous to our country what's happening right now, and I think a majority of people who are sensible, reasonable, and responsible understand that to be so. So we're going to basically work as the United States of America, working together and not working as a political tool and basically weaponizing it and blaming somebody else for not being perfect. The perfect should not be the enemy of the good here. The good would be stopping the flow of people coming to our country for the wrong reasons or people coming more than what we can handle. Okay, does it seem like he's going to run for president? Um, it sounds like it. A little bit, doesn't it? Well, I couldn't understand the reasoning behind having him on to comment about anything. Yeah, I think that was part of it, Yeah, honestly. And then um, he uses this analogy like uh, this is a sporting event and we're filled with capacity. So you can tell me, do you think this works or not? Jake, every one of us have gone to a sporting event or to a concert event or some, some other activity. And, you know, sometimes we found out they're sold out. I'm sorry. Then you have to plan better. Go back the next time. Make sure that you're able to get a seat. That's kind of the simplistic way of where we are today. We are sold out. We are over capacity right now. And we have to control this. All right. Good analogy or no? Just asking the question. I guess. I mean, we're selling the same seat three times, though. Right. <laughs> I was just wondering, he said, we've all done it. Have you ever gone to a show and then found out that it was sold out and didn't have a ticket and you had to leave? No. Has that ever happened, David? Uh, no. No. Usually you know if it's close to selling yeah. out, and then if you don't have the ticket, you're probably not going to go. Now, I've gone to a baseball game without tickets and bought them in the parking lot. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. I yeah. think a lot of people have done that. I'm saying yeah. you've never gone and like, oh, man, I didn't know it was sold out. But, hey, whatever. Right, yeah. He's trying to make a point. That's fine. And then Jake Tapper, he's got to make his point. And you know what that is? When you say it's dangerous, what do you mean by dangerous? I mean, most of the people coming to this country do not pose a danger to, to Americans. <laughs> most. It's that nasty, you know, 20,000, 30,000 people that, that have a problem. Yeah, out of millions. If you're talking yeah. like 10,000, that's a huge problem, Jake. Jake. We're letting people come in and not adjudicate them through the parole system that you said and also basically just not having the means and having that much personnel to basically go through why you came, how you came, the purpose of your coming, this and that. Yeah. We're going to basically say, okay, you don't seem to be a threat, maybe. They don't know because they're not doing... I, th I think proper screening when you have. Yeah, and he goes on and on and then well, talks about it. it could be dangerous, and I'm not for it. And most people aren't for it. Okay. Well, and the danger part, you're, I mean, talk about evasive, okay? Let's say that every single person who has come across the border illegally is just a hardworking person who wants to uh, live the American dream. Okay. No gangbangers in that, no potential terrorists, nothing. All right. Nobody is, is included in that group. An example here is New York City is about to start cutting massive services, massive numbers of services for, for citizens in New York yes. City in order to accommodate these people. Do you think that it's safe? Do you think that it's acceptable to have, I don't know, uh, a mother of two who's trying to get to work realize that her bus route no longer exists? Boy, that's a good question. Is that it? is that not a danger to that person's livelihood? I would say it is. Yeah. I mean, then you think about, uh, you know, people getting subsidized housing right now. Well, at some point, you're going to have to be, you know, move out of there to make room for all of these new arrivals. Is that not a danger to somebody's livelihood or and their way of life? It sounds like it.
Talk to the people in Chicago who are suddenly having to welcome in, what, 30,000 people into a massive tent city? Is that not a danger to them and their way of life? But sounds like it. This is what happens when you have these silver spoon dweebs who've never really had to earn anything in their lives trying to dictate what the national conversation is on this topic. Well, wasn't it a spokesperson from the NAACP? Oh, the president of the Illinois NAACP, yeah. Yeah. These immigrants have come over here. They've been raping people. (laughs) They've been breaking into homes. They're like savages as well. Is that a danger, Jake? Right. Sounds like a danger, buddy. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, what percentage of these people have to be rapists and murderers for it to be acceptable, Jake? Right. That's a good question. What's the acceptable number? Well, small part. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, of course, big story from last week, Hunter Biden, defiant, goes in front of the cameras, but is not going to talk to any of these Republicans <laughs> behind closed doors, not going to do it. So Jen Psaki, remember, she's the uh, former press secretary. She was asked, hey, what do you do about this if you're on Team Biden? Ten and 12,000 people coming. No, that's Manchin. I want Psaki. Psaki. Jen Psaki, you had this surprise press conference by Hunter Biden. Yeah. Did it help or did it hurt? Look, I think if you're sitting in the White House right now, you're like, please, Hunter Biden, we know your dad loves you. Please stop talking in public. Um, This is not helpful to any of them for him to be out there. But at the same time, the president loves his son. That takes precedent over anything else. That is appealing. I'm thinking of the woman in your focus group who talked about family. He loves his son. He loves his family. He's worried about his mental health. But yes, the White House would like him to probably go away right now. Just keep banging that drum. He loves him. All right. Loves his son. Just leave him alone. Okay. You got you to throw that in there, man. Yeah. Trying to stay sober. You're going to make him relapse if you yeah. keep this up. It'll well, be on you. Yeah. Hunter Biden in an op-ed claimed that criticizing him means you're putting every recovering addict at risk of relapsing. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Man, yeah. oh, man. If you could promise every addict, hey... If you can stay sober for a while, people are going to pay five hundred grand a grand for your crappy paintings. I bet a lot of people get sober in a hurry. Right. Well, sure, that'd be a deterrent. Um, David, you had a story about the Pentagon and Santa Claus. Oh yeah, they do this every year. They they do the NORAD Santa Tracker. You know, Christmas is uh, just a few days away. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Major General Patrick Ryder says the Department of Defense will ensure that Santa Claus travels safely this holiday season. However, based on this administration's track record with keeping people safe, Mm -hmm. I am definitely in fear of Santa. Santa needs to be packing more than just milk and cookies this year, okay? Some dangerous areas. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. But I bet the administration is not going to give Santa any of that. Santa's going to be locked away in a Russian prison somewhere. Oh, boy. Oh, they're going to offer him some sandwiches. I don't want any f- sandwiches. What is it with you fixing f- sandwiches? <laughs> Santa doesn't want sandwiches, okay? He wants protection. He wants to deliver the toys to the good girls and boys. Oh, gosh, dang it. Any freaking sandwiches. What is it with you? <laughs> Get you every time, doesn't it, Rob? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani has spoken. David has the audio and much more straight ahead.
Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. This is Rocky Mosel with International Star Registry. Over the past 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star and give the ultimate Christmas gift. The star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333 to give the brightest gift. That's 800-282-3333. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. He's in a little bit of hot water. Just a little bit, yeah. So he w- he got sued by a couple of uh, Georgia election workers for defamation. Because uh, in 2020, Rudy Giuliani, representing Donald Trump, said uh, that they were quite obviously surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they're vials of heroin or cocaine. (laughs) Those devices, though, uh, Giuliani said, uh, helped rig the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. Uh, The devices, though, uh, turned out to be mints. Oh. Like, yeah. Mm. So he's got to pay $148 million. Ooh, buddy. I mean, he has no money. Dang. I don't know how they're going to get any of that money, but to me it sort of seems like it's more of a a moral victory for the plaintiffs than anything else. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, though, he did show up on Newsmax to talk with Greg Kelly after he was ordered to pay $148 million. Uh, Greg Kelly, the interviewer, asked him about it, and for a guy who uh, just got his ass handed to him in a defamation lawsuit, he doesn't seem too bothered by it. Okay. That'll be $148 million, please. (laughs) Mr. Mayor. Got any money? You can loan me great. (laughs) It seems totally ludicrous. I thought you were terrific after the verdict. What are you thinking right now? Oh, how can you not be so sad for the country? Here I am in the District of Columbia. The first time I came here, I had goosebumps. I'm going to leave here thinking that um, this District of Columbia court is a fascist court. When it's all said and done Mm -hmm. with Rudy Giuliani. What do you think the real story is going to be? 
you booze, you lose. <laughs> you know, I don't 100% disagree with that. Do you think that's the downfall? I don't know, man. That profuse sweating was a big tip. Oh, you mean going back to the, with the whole... dye running down his face? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's usually uh, yeah, the cracking day. Little Uncle Drunkle there. Yeah. That was one of the saddest days that I can remember when well, all that went down in flames. I mean, the Rudy Giuliani that was in everybody's memory was that guy after 9 11. I know. Just, you know, the profound leadership he showed yes. at that moment. I mean, to turn into what he turned into. Gosh dang. Well, and after the 2020 election and scratching your head, how? How is yeah. this possible? And thinking, okay, there could be some real solid proof here. And you got the Kraken lady out there saying, we're going to unleash it. There's Kraken. Then Tucker Carlson saying, she's got nothing. She won't come on the show. So you were kind of scratching her head, but you had Rudy behind the scenes. And then that day with the big presser, and he comes out, and the hair dye is running down his face. Yeah, Damn. Dang. I will never forget watching it with both of you guys at the same time going, oh, my goodness, what has happened? Yeah. You got to know when to drop the mic in life. <laughs> That's it. Good night, everybody. Know when to dry, drop the mic well, in the life. Well, the memory, you need to restore that memory, whatever that is. Again, I, I say this all the time, but it's Willie Mays stumbling around <laughs> in the outfield with the Mets. It was it was sad. It's like one of the greatest players ever has been. Here's what he does now. I understand that. Okay, but there's a different thing with an athlete, okay, that just loves what he does and is going to keep doing it as long as he can. He doesn't have to be at the top of his game, okay? But as you've said many times from Moneyball, we're all told that you can no longer do it. And that includes what Rudy does. I understand, but, but dude, when the hair dye is running down your face, it's 15 years past the time that you were circling the outfield and couldn't track a fly well, ball. Well, again, back had, to David's he, initial point, that might have something to do with it. He had bills to pay. What was it? I, it was some crazy amount of money, like $2 million a month on dinner and bars. Di- yeah. Or something at one point. He had alimony payments and gosh dang. Yeah, that's rock star stuff there, man. Yeah. And yeah. beyond. It's pretty crazy. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, David, is? Uh, biggest story to me is that uh, you got rail traffic that's been uh, brought to a halt at the southern border because, well, they need people to, you know, go over and help bring in thousands of folks who are trying to cross the southern border. Wow. That's a problem, man. That is a, yes. I mean, you talk about history books and how they're going to look back on these last few years. The country is going to be forever changed. There's no doubt about it. Okay, so we got to get to that. Something else. Honestly, Bill Maher with a history lesson for all the pro-Palestinian people that are out there, especially the students that are out there waving the flag. Yep. Yeah, need to get to that. And Donald Trump talks about killing the whales. What does that mean? Get to it all coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Bill Maher had a history lesson on his show the other night. I know sometimes if you're a conservative person, you'd say, Bill Maher, yeah, well, welcome to the party with some common sense, finally. I understand that. Mm -hmm. And there's part of me that's like, man, when anybody makes common sense now, I'm applauding because it's welcome. 
And I do think there is a point to Bill Maher has the ear of some people that others might not. He's talking about Israel Hamas the other night and brings out some history. I'll just roll some by because neither one of you guys have heard I haven't this, heard right? this, no. No. Okay. Um, and tell me what you think. And here's at least part of the setup. I see a lot of nativity scenes when I'm out, as you always do before Christmas, and I can't help thinking about where that manger really is. It's in the West Bank on Palestinian land controlled by the Palestinian Authority. In 1950, the little town of Bethlehem was 86% Christian. Now it's overwhelmingly Muslim. And that's my point tonight. Things change. To 2.3 billion Christians, there can be no more sacred site than where their savior was born. But they don't have it anymore. And yet no crusader army has geared up to take it back. Things change. Countries, boundaries, empires. Palestine was under the Ottoman Empire for 400 years. But today, an Ottoman is something you put under your feet. (laughs) Okay. So he sets it up that way. He gives some other examples. Um, Here's one of them. The Irish had the entire island to themselves, but the British were starting an empire, and, well, the Irish lost their tip. (laughs) They blew each other up over it for 30 years, but eventually everybody comes to an accommodation, except the Palestinians. Oh, okay. Then he goes on with another point. And no one knows more about being pushed off land than the Jews including being almost wholly kicked out of every Arab country they once lived in. Yes, TikTok fans, ethnic ethnic cleansing happened both ways. Oh. And as I'm listening to that, I'm thinking, how many of those college kids that are out there that are protesting for the Palestinian cause know that? They don't know. No, they don't know that. Probably not. And he brings up that history is brutal so are humans history is brutal and humans are not good people history is sad and full of wrongs but you can't make them unhappen because a paraglider isn't a time machine people get moved and yes colonized nobody was a bigger colonizer than the muslim army that swept out of the arabian desert and took over much of the world in a single century and they didn't do it by asking i see you smiling and nodding there david yeah it's kind of an uncomfortable truth but you know, if you look at the campaign from the Middle East all the way through Northern Africa into Southern Europe, yeah, I mean, it was brutal and effective. Yes. You see the amount of land that is considered Arab or Muslim majority versus this tiny little speck of land that is mm-hmm. Israel, that is a Jewish state. Mm-hmm. How can you possibly have the opinion, these are colonizers? Right. I mean... And no really? one else on the other side is going, you're on stolen land. And that's part of his point. He goes on. There's a reason Saudi Arabia's flag is a sword. Kosovo was the cradle of Christian Serbia. Then it became Muslim. They fought a war about it in the 90s, but stopped. They didn't keep it going for 75 years. There were deals on the table to share the land called Palestine in 1947, 93, yeah. 95, 98. 2000, 2008, and East Jerusalem could have been the capital of a Palestinian state that today might look more like Dubai than Gaza. That is absolutely true. Yeah. Said it's tunnels. But anyway. Arafat was offered 95% of the West Bank and said no. 
The Palestinian people should know your leaders and the useful idiots on college campuses who are their allies are not doing you any favors by keeping alive the river to the sea myth. I mean, where do you think Israel is going? Spoiler alert, nowhere. And the applause yeah. is different, isn't it? So he's getting close to wrapping this up. And when I first watched it, I thought this was kind of the end, but not quite yet. But wars end with negotiation. And what the media glosses over is it's hard to negotiate when the other side's bargaining position is you all die and disappear. I mean, the chant from the river to the sea. Yeah, let's look at the map. Here's the river. Here's the sea. Oh, I see. It means you get all of it. Not just the West Bank, which was basically the original UN partition deal you rejected because you wanted all of it and always have, even though it's indisputably also the Jews' ancestral homeland. And so you attacked and lost and attacked again and lost and attacked again and lost. As my friend Dr. Phil says, how's that working for you? <laughs> it's true. And it's happening right now. It's happening again. But as part of the uh, wrap-up, it's another comparison. Um, then I think you'll enjoy this. Look at what Mexico used to own, all the way up to the top of California. But no Mexican is out there chanting, from the Rio Grande to Portland, Oregon. <laughs> okay, that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's a pretty good history Sobering lesson. as well, yes. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. Well, and again, this is something that Harvard doesn't teach. Bill Maher does. It's wild, isn't it? And in Colgate and all the other, you know, universities across the country. This is not what's going on in the campuses. You don't hear this. No. You don't hear this coming from anybody in authority. It's one of those things. I think about it this way. When you see, like, older Congress people, and they'll say, you know the way it used to be, is we would... Uh, debate back and forth very heavily and then later the they'd end up in some dc bar and they'd share a drink yeah, right right um because they still had the best for the country in mind they they could agree on that part or whatever okay and so when i hear bill maher with you know a piece like that i think well that's sort of what that's about because there's a lot of things i think all of us would say you don't agree with bill maher on but you can agree with him on what he said there so you can still see the other person as, well, they want the best for the country, but we see different ways. The way it is now, the far left, they don't want what's best for the country. They want to change it from the inside out and change it from what truly makes it special. And they would say, well, that's because you're white and a colonizer. No, 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 no. No, it's about the ideals, what it's all about. So I find that to be, you know, pretty refreshing. Meanwhile... The Trumpster was talking about whales, David? Uh, yeah, he was. And this was, I, I, I think one thing that is very good for Donald Trump is getting out in front of people to sort of get back into that, into the form that he was in, like in 2015 and 2016, when he completely took the political system by storm. Yeah. Because sometimes when he's locked away with the, you know, at Mar-a-Lago with the people who are just going to tell him everything he wants to hear, mm-hmm. he gets into weird territory. But, when, man, the more he seems to be getting out there, the more he's getting back into campaign mode, good Donald Trump mode, where he's making a point but also doing a stand-up routine. And 
uh, Donald Trump was talking about Biden's war on fossil fuel. And this had me rolling on the floor. Oh, excellent. Roll it. The energy is the most expensive energy you can do. They kill all our birds. If you want to see a bird cemetery, go under a windmill sometime. You'll see birds like you never saw. It's a very, if you love birds, you'll start to weep. But it's, it's just the craziest thing. They ruin our planes and fields. They're killing our whales. You know, the whales are coming in. I think we had one whale come in in 50 years. This year we had like 12. It's a, it's a terrible thing they're doing to our country. We're getting rid of all of our stuff for wind, wind. And here comes the wind. Oh, <laughs> You know, that thing about the whales too, man. Can you imagine if it was the other side oh. and it was the Republicans pushing for all of the clean energy and it was killing the whales? Oh, dude. Holy smokes, dude. Oh, let's say it's like deep sea fracking or something that is sending whales ashore. Right. We'd be hearing about Coke Brothers, ExxonMobil, <laughs> right wing, killing the whales. <laughs> <laughs> the weeping and wailing oh, would be yes. nonstop. Absolutely. All right, go on. It's not powerful enough to fire up our factories. Solar, you ever see a solar area? They take up areas of the desert. They might as well take the whole damn desert, you know? And I like the concept of solar, but it's not powerful like what we need to fire up our factories. We can't do it. Let, let's put it this way, it's not, it's not working. You can have a little solar, you can have a little, you could even have some wind if you want it. But wind is 42 times more expensive than natural gas, think of it. Yeah. Well, again, if you had people out just debating it, if you pick, you know, like, quote, experts, because they all have different ideas of how powerful solar really is, and you would have a couple of different ideas, not just one outlet pushing one agenda with one talking yeah. point. That's what you always find about the environment. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's true. I mean, everything is so much more expensive in that arena. And what do people care most about? I mean... Their wallets. Absolutely. And the and the price of things. What the other part is that with the whole climate change argument, we've had these studies, a bunch have come out in the last two to three months and say, Okay, they were off. The models were off. Okay, it's not warming near as quick as they thought it was. Okay, so anyone that was predicting, you know, twenty thirty were doomed, we already knew it was full of baloney. But they're pushing it back even farther. Okay, but no one reports on that. And so you still have, you know, so many high school kids, middle school kids into college thinking, I don't even know if I want to get married or have kids because we're doomed. We're all going to fry. It's crazy. Where are all the animal rights people when you have a bird cemetery? Underneath Some of them were things, out so. there. But again, if it's not reported on, you don't hear much about I, it. First, I've heard that there were thousands of birds underneath these things. I had no idea. Oh, Yes. I know the migration is screwed up a lot of times because of it. Oh, yeah. It, it's one of those things. And, David, you've made this point many times. You'll see it in local news coverage in different yeah. parts, but never national news is going to cover how many birds are dying from the windmills. It's the idea of a bird cemetery. Well, there there has been some pieces on, on eagles. Yeah, like bald eagles get killed by those things. Yes. Never seen it? Never seen any of those pieces, no. Scott? Yeah. Yeah, it's out there. Uh, another story out there is this, this uh, coffee badging job trend. 
And some business leaders are like, what's going on here? Yeah. We've got to be on alert for this. And if you're unfamiliar, I was until I read the story. Saw it at Fox Business. Um, for a while, employers have been trying to get people to come back into the office. Now, it, it's been tougher than they originally thought it was because it's tougher to get good employees than it was a few years ago. So you're trying to hold on to the good people. And if you have good people that you know have other offers and they say, well, I'd rather work from home, you want to extend that a little bit. So sometimes people only have to work in the office two or three days a week, but they, the employers would like them in more often. But what you have to watch out for is the coffee badgers. And what that means is, is the people that just show a badge to get into work, mm -hmm. that kind of lets the employers know that you're there. Mm -hmm. They go in, they'll grab a cup of coffee, and by the time they're done with their coffee, they're back out. And then they'll go home and work from there because they feel like they can get more done. Coffee badgers. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Get your free cup of coffee. I mean, some places have good coffee that work. Not many I've worked at myself. I was just going to say, where have you worked? <laughs> but from friends of mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'll supply the Keurig. And, I mean, even supply the, the little pods. You don't even have to bring them in. You just supply it. But that's the new trend that's out there now. And a lot of people I've talked to at the start of 2024 is going to be more of an effort to get people back into the office yeah. for collaboration. They think it's a better use of productivity and time. If you can get people together, you'll have more productivity. So we'll see where it all goes. Got to hang on to the good people, though. Yep. Tougher and tougher to get. Come in in their pajamas. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Got to get to a news update and more straight ahead right here. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. 
This is Rocky Mosel with International Star Registry. Over the past 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star and give the ultimate Christmas gift. The star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333 to give the brightest gift. That's 800-282-3333. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got something from Vivek Ramaswamy in just a second. Just a quick question. Curious if either one of you guys have had conversation with people that are concerned about election integrity in 2024. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, on, on both sides, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What is the argument from the left, David? Uh, the left is uh, there are people who are convinced that there are going to be mobs of proud boys and whatnot uh, patrolling every polling location and beating people up. Where do they get that from? Th- they got it from like Joe Biden. They got it from the White House. They oh got it from gosh. mainstream media where they are convinced that some militia bros are going to be harassing folks uh, going in to vote. I've heard that, and people afraid that they'll have people that'll be thirst just die, drop dead mm-hmm. while they're waiting to vote because of thirst. Oh, in Georgia or hunger? Yes. Oh my god! They'll gosh. have distended bellies and flies, and yeah. it'll be awful. Ramaswamy said, "Here's the way forward on election integrity. It's five points. You ready? Yeah. See if you agree. Number one, single day voting. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yep. Okay. Two, make election day a national holiday. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm all right with it. Yep. Three, paper ballots. I'm okay with that, too. David? Uh, yeah. Four, government-issued voter ID matched to the identification on file. Yes. Yeah. Dog whistle! Why is that a dog whistle? Racist! <laughs> I mean, that's what we've heard before, which, oh, to me, is actually racist to say. Why, why is having a voter ID... Law in place racist. That's crazy to me. And last, five, English as the only language used on ballots and in voting booths. Yeah. Okay. Seems fair. Vivek says this is easily doable and should not be controversial. I mean, it's not going to happen. No. No. I mean, proposals like that are great on paper, but in principle and policy, it never will happen. No. I don't know. Unless Vivek is president. Going back to one voting day only, I mean, there's nothing the federal government can do about it, but, I mean, that'll never happen. Well, I I won't say never, but, yeah, you're probably right. It's not going to happen certainly anytime soon. And how long will it take to know this next time? An entire week? Before you know who, who the president is, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show.
All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Where do you want to start, David? Update? Uh, sure. We, we, I got a couple of updates. They're all kind of flying at me right now. Uh, one is about the border crisis. Uh, as we've mentioned, uh, they've suspended rail travel at the southern border because there is a, another huge influx of migrants, of illegals coming through. Uh, There are uh, some down at the border right now, reporters who've been there for like three years who are saying, I've never seen anything like this, which is something that we hear like every four months, it seems. Yes. It's like another record and another record and another record. And here we go. Well, and and Democrats on Capitol Hill are pushing back against this idea of tying Ukraine funding to border security funding. And the reason Republicans are doing that is because they realize that's the only part piece of leverage they have. That's what we've been wanting for months. Yeah. I mean, because you can make the argument they should be two separate things. Great. But they also know that they'll never be able to have a conversation about border security if they don't tie it to something that is a White House priority. Because this is what the left wants. Yeah. Representative Clearly. Jasmine Crockett on MSNBC uh, I okay. She's not the brightest among us, anyway. Okay. But she says it's absolutely insane to try to I don't know secure the southern border. Okay. To basically say that issues of national security, as it relates to how we're going to take care of our allies, should be tied to this mangled immigration process is absolutely insane. I mean, when you look at somebody like Hold on a second. Why is it insane? The FBI director said, we have serious issues, security issues. Why is that insane? Doesn't make any sense. Somebody like Greg Abbott, my governor, and his solution. His solution is to basically say, hey, we're going to kill people that are trying to come in. Like, that's not a solution. Like, the Republicans don't have... Hold, hold on a second. Yeah. Did Who's, Greg Abbott say that? Who's I, doing that? I don't I don't remember Greg Abbott saying we're just going to start killing everybody who comes in. And just... I mean... Well, there's a couple of different things here. Okay, not meaning to split hairs, but one, he didn't say it. And two... I'm not advocating it, but it it would be effective. Well, sorry, I don't want it to happen, but I'm well, just saying. No. Just, what did she well, say? Trying to come in, like that's not a solution. Like the Republicans oh. don't have the solutions. They want to continue to defund the aid that is going, not the aid, but they're continuing to defund um, border security. What? Who's defunding border security? Uh, good question. Isn't this the hang-up right now? Yeah, that is the hang-up. Yeah. I think she meant to say defunding aid to Ukraine, but she got mixed up, maybe. I, We're trying to yeah. read her mind. I don't know if you that's You can't good. read that mind. That's short story there. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Gosh dang. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. All right. She is a rep from Texas, you say? Uh-huh. Can't make it in this country. Heck nope. no, you can't. <laughs> nope. Not at all. All right. And then we got Joe Scarborough from MSNBC oh, saying yeah. we're fighting for democracy again. Yeah. yeah they, he and his uh, jagged wife, Mika Brzezinski, uh, just had an absolute meltdown because uh, Donald Trump said, hey, we ought to put a stop to what's happening at our southern border because the people who are allowing this are poisoning the soul of our nation. 
and they're going off on the whole Hitler okay. thing. And man, again, I, I I think that watching or consuming the commentary on MSNBC and many other cable news outlets makes a lot more sense if you imagine you're hearing a group therapy session at an insane asylum for liberal boomers. Okay, so I you, can try to listen yeah. through that sort of, all right. We always get that question, why do you give him attention? Actually, this cannot be normalized. And he is the Republican frontrunner. He is so far the Republican's choice. Yeah. Well, not only... It- you used to have dinner with him all the time. Right. You were pals. I mean, this great evil orange man, it, what? <laughs> you couldn't see it for yourself when you were friends with him? Dude, these people are a joke. Who yeah. takes this seriously? Well, not only it, it, it's getting more explicit, it's getting worse. Uh, I am still shocked by the clowns uh, who claim to be media critics out there. Uh, it's absolute clowns that that attack the media for reporting this. And it sounds like you just don't get it. We're in fight uh, for for American democracy, and he's becoming more and more explicit on how he wants to take American democracy down. God. <laughs> Honestly, I know this is just like ramblings. What what are they actually talking about in that piece? Uh, um, that, that Trump said, poison the soul of the nation. Okay. I'm still trying to make sense of that. So you're saying that we're comparing Trump to Hitler, and he's saying things like Hitler would say. Um, and we're going to denounce that, and yeah. we should all be incredibly fearful. But we want to protect the rights of those who say, from the river to the sea, and we want the Jews gone. Mm-hmm. We don't want to take them at their word, but we're trying to read into something that Trump is saying. Yes. Okay. Got it. Two most miserable people on the planet. Well, dude. Just the unhappiest, I mean, dour, sour. Well, to say hypocritical just, is like, ugh. of course. Do you remember when that dude actually talked about that it was horrific that no one covered the Hunter Biden story? Oh, yeah. In 2020? It was almost like the past had never happened. And they didn't talk about, you know, the 51 intelligence experts that said it was Russian disinformation. And it was just horrific what had happened. But what about during the campaign? Not only did mainstream media not pick it up, but also, you, you had bans from Twitter. You had bans. I don't know about you, Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. But there were social media bans on this being misinformation. And I think what we all need to really examine, it's not Hunter Biden. Because I mean, I, I, I've always sort of seen it as a Billy Carter situation. It's what the media did do and what the media didn't do. Most importantly, what the media did and didn't do during the end of that election cycle. New York Post comes out with it. They're the only mm-hmm. one that comes out with it. And then it is banned on social yeah. media. That's bad. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's horrific. You lead the charge. Right. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah. Uh, okay. Meanwhile, a Democratic governor has sent the National Guard to address the border crisis. I saw that. That's pretty wild. Yeah, this is Katie Hobbs, uh, the Democrat governor of Arizona, has ordered the Arizona National Guard to the state's southern border, saying that it is a crisis, rebuking the government's inaction under President Joe Biden. 
Uh, she says, I am taking action where the federal government won't. Uh, the executive order says that for far too long, Arizona has borne the burden of federal inaction and in managing the state's southern border. And the federal government's recent decisions to close the Lukeville port of entry has led to an unmitigated humanitarian crisis in the area and has put Arizona's safety and commerce at risk. So, you know, again, when all these people are wetting their pants about Donald Trump saying, oh, these people that have opened the borders, they're, they're poisoning the soul of our nation. Where is he wrong? Democrats are agreeing with the underlying sentiment here. Yes, very much so. But then there's the split. Mm-hmm. You know, and it does seem like the ones that are being affected are out there saying, we got to do something about this yeah. because they're supposed to be representing their people. But then they get to D.C. and then uh, their demands don't seem to really go anywhere. But for this, you know, Democratic governor, yeah, she's trying to save her state. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would have been a lot more effective for that state had she not been elected governor. Well, yeah, I think we would have seen a lot more on the border than what we have seen Um, from entertainment news over the weekend. Matthew Perry and the autopsy. Ketamine. This is a big story. And not a lot of people. Not surprising really you knew there was something else here i mean i did i felt that in my bones when it happened okay it's like the guy just drowns i mean and we're supposed to believe that there was nothing else attached to it didn't know if there it was some sort of heart attack you just didn't know no but i mean it's just well alex berenson had this whole sad about it yeah that talked about being quote california sober this that's an interesting term I've never heard before, but I, I get it. remember hearing it uh, from Demi Lovato years ago because she got sober, and then she says, well, I'm California sober. I still drink and do some drugs, just not every right. day. Yeah, and just not the really harmful ones. Yeah. The ones that are more helpful. But I did not realize the ketamine was prescribed as much as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this something you knew about? I did not. David? Well, people kind of forget about ketamine now. I certainly do. I don't think I don't about know it that if I've much. ever thought about it, period, until now. And the dangers with it. Yeah. You know, everything else. The other part was for his autopsy, some people were very upset that it just got released to the media as quick as it did. I mean, that's, that's part of stardom, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, people want to know. And I mean, you know. It, it's it's one of those things where if I'm if I'm a close friend or family member, I can or I could understand at least where, where mm-hmm. you be like, hey man, a little privacy. That being said, the guy was on one of the biggest television shows in American history, and had his struggles, and people were curious about it. Yeah, and the crazy thing for at least some of us is to realize, okay, he was you know a major star years ago. But then kind of became a star again because all these other people started watching Friends on streaming services. It's generational. Yeah. And it, you know, it came back. Huge. And still a big deal for a lot of people. If If you remember what the cast member said after he died, there was some kind of, there was some language there that they kind of knew things were going on that probably shouldn't be going on. Yeah. And I mean, he'd, he'd been in and out of rehab 15 times. It's wild, man. 15 times. Yeah. And everybody talked about, seemed like a good guy, but just couldn't get over that part. 
Yeah, and they use I guess they use this ketamine and anesthesia. Yeah. Or jeez. Yeah, it's something, man. Um talking about retro and going in the Wayback Machine. I don't know if you've seen this making the rounds. Back in the eighties, there was such a thing as video dating where you would video a profile of yourself. Right. Talk about different things. And people put together like this collection of these clips of dating profiles from the 80s. Have you heard any of this? No. Mm -hmm. Just like for fun looking back at how ridiculous things were at the time. Bette Midler. I laugh hysterically at Bette Midler. Um, I have two cats and I don't know how to ride a horse. And my goal... It's so weird. It's just like clip after clip. Yeah. I have two cats. Okay. And my goal in life is to have my own religion. <laughs> All right. That's a that's a keeper right there. Whoa, yeah. buddy. I was a flop at canoeing. Someone that's clean. Be clean, you know? I keep my car very clean, and I expect a man to do the same. Yeah, so if you want to date her, Scott, you better be keeping your well, car clean. Yeah. <laughs> and my canoe. <laughs> And I have two cats. Right, I do. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> uh, little things that make you laugh. All right. Okay, David's got audio. Uh, another piece of the story on the border. Straight ahead. Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wines and beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and more. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Price so amazingly low, low, low. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. This is Rocky Mosel with International Star Registry. Over the past 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star and give the ultimate Christmas gift. The star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333 to give the brightest gift. That's 800-282-3333. Yeah. The Marcy Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, Democrats are panicking right now because they 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 start to see some of their uh, fellow party members uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, kind of sort of think that there's a problem at the southern border. Uh, and well, that yeah. just won't do. You, you see, you have to remain ignorant of it because we like what's happening. That's that's what a lot of folks in the Democrat Party apparently feel. Uh, Joaquin Castro, Democrat out of Texas, was at a press conference and said, hey, you know these Republican meanies who want to tie border security funding to funding for Ukraine? Don't do it, Democrats, because otherwise you're racist. What? I want to speak quickly to the Democrats in the Senate and others who are considering supporting this proposal. If you do so, you will be surrendering to right-wing racism. And more than that, you will be enabling it. Right-wing racism uh-huh. for protecting the border. You know, there, there seem to be a lot of uh, Hispanics in South Texas who are a little worried about this and have been for nearly three years now. Hmm. You know, there there is actually a tribe, uh, an indigenous tribe in Arizona that is also very worried about it because, well, the migrants keep crossing their land. So Joaquin Castro is uh, apparently, I guess, pro-colonization. I don't know. I'm thinking, you know, it's like the NAACP president in Illinois, uh, obviously racist about people being there illegally but these immigrants have come over here they've been raping people they've been breaking into homes they're like savages as well wait hey 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 can't say that no you can't can't say that you know it's one of those things that's so frustrating with the left always is that if you do something okay if you're on a conservative side and you want to do something that is in any way shape or form somehow viewed as against a person of race you're a racist like you just want to uphold laws you're not thinking about the color of anybody like no we have laws you have to abide by the law we're yeah. racist it honestly it's like the meme yeah. that's gone around forever well it's there's several go-to's you know the optimist yeah. the pessimist you know glasses half full it's half empty no the water's racist that's the person on the left everything has to be racist it was like mayorkas was that last week when they were talking about securing the border and what was the terminology he used we wouldn't want to do that because it would be unkind yeah and the spirit of which we have you know the statue of liberties and welcome people in blah 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 blah, blah, blah. but again you have new york city and you have dc and chicago and denver all these places saying we can't handle any more people here illegally. That was all supposed to be the people in Texas and Arizona right. and New Mexico, not us. But I guess you're just supposed to, what, ignore that until the next election? Mm-hmm. Yes. I guess. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story today. I, that probably is it. Not not just Joaquin Castro, but, I mean, when they're, I mean, again, seeing the reports now that in South Texas they're shutting down uh rail travel because they need extra security to help process people who are coming across right now yeah it's a big problem man why in the world do you not just put the message out to the world we can't take anybody else Mm -hmm. 
and you guard the border. Well, I've said this before because they want it to happen. That's the only logical explanation. It is. There the is only. no other explanation. No. So you have to pretend to care while letting people yeah. flow right through. And that's basically the entire trick. All right. Got a news update to get to. And then you get your big three, Scott. Yep. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Straight ahead right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I don't know if you have a news update, David, real quick. That story you had from earlier about the staffer in D.C. Oh, yeah. Was having relations and then videoed it, put it out there on some, I think it's a site for gay, gay pornography. Men yes. In D.C. Yes. And it, and it, it was... It was an act of love is what it was. Oh, would you stop it? <laughs> because that's what the staffer ended up saying. I know. They're coming after me because of who I love. Right, exactly. Not because I filmed this. <laughs> no, and in the, in the White House, yeah. Senate Not in the White House, in, the, in a Senate That's what I meant, room. Senate yeah. hearing room, yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, did you see the other story about how NBC News framed the story with the headline? Senate staffer alleged by conservative outlets to have had sex in hearing room. The conservative outlets, they're to blame for this. Well, of course they are. Yeah. They were just attacking him because of who he loves. That's all. That's what it, that's what it's all about is just see it was these conservative outlets that have a problem yeah. with this. They're mm -hmm. the ones that called attention to it. Yeah. yeah. If it was heterosexuals, it would have been no big deal. <laughs> It's like, uh, do do we not? Did we all just forget how big of a deal it was that Lauren Boebert got handsy with a guy at Beetlejuice the musical? Yeah, and they had their clothes on. Yeah, they did. Yes. Yeah, there was a the, yeah, it was just a rubbing sort of thing, but clothes on. It's incredible. This whole administration is incredible. It's something, The man. things we've seen. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, what's the news update, David? All right, so you may have seen the video. It's, it, it was actually, especially, I mean, if you're in the moment, you can understand why this was a, a terrifying moment outside of Biden's uh, campaign headquarters in D.C. Okay. He's walking out, uh, and somebody asks him, hey, what do you think about the bad polling, et cetera? And he says, well, you're reading the wrong polls, whatever. Then you hear a crash. And somebody had crashed into his motorcade. And so in these dangerous times in which we live, I'm sure a lot of people were immediately thinking, oh, gosh, is this it? Is this a yeah. terrorist attack? Are they going after Biden now? What's happening? Uh, you know, Secret Service immediately, you know, gets him secured. A few of them draw their guns, go to the, mm -hmm. go to the car that had wrecked into the motorcade. Now it's just a dude who has now been charged with a DUI. He got drunk. Yeah. You imagine you're that guy, you're driving home from the bar, you had a few too many. You're like, maintain, maintain, maintain. And then you crash into the freaking president's motor. Oh, man. That's a bad night, man. That is oh, a bad night. No doubt about it. So, no motive there at all, just hammered just and driving. Drunk. 
Yeah. Later in the cell, he was like, Jesus, I will never drink again. No kidding. I swear I will never drink again. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Did it say in the report how fast he was going? He must have not been going all that fast. I don't think so. No. It, it looks like he had made a, just just made a turn and got, well, I don't know if he slipped because it was, if the car skidded because it was raining or... Oh, if man. he was going a little too fast or what. But uh, the front end of the vehicle does not look all that banged up. It's a little fender bender. It was a loud crash, though. Yeah. It was very loud. Yeah, because when you first hear the story, you're like, what's this and all about? Biden has that blank look in his eyes again. <laughs> Just there's nothing there. Yes. All right. Are you ready for it's your like three? He moves by sound. He hears the direction. <laughs> Just roll it out. Here we go. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Every day about this time, the Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Where were you this weekend? Nowhere. I'm ready. Three. Nowhere. Uh, number three, John Fetterman, a senator out of uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, he is uh, making some of his fellow lefties a little bit angry. Oh, days. man. How about it? I mean, uh, remember Again? how excited the lefties were when uh, he won the Senate election? Of course. Man, they were so happy. We pulled that guy across the finish line, and now he's betraying us. <laughs> uh, so Fetterman issued this. He said, my team is tracking every hostage who's been released. And we are taking their photos and moving them to the opposite side of our office. It's truly important and cowardly that Hamas has taken even babies as hostages. All caps. Hamas must release all hostages now. And if that weren't enough, of course, he cited the nearly 270,000 border encounters. The U.S. Custom Border Protection reported in September. You essentially, he said, have Pittsburgh showing up there at the border. Mm -hmm. Careful, Mr. Fetterman. Very careful. You have awoken the beast. He's not giving you what they thought he was going to give you. The it's been one of the backlash uh, settled in. One of the interesting stories of the last quarter of this year. Yeah. I hundred percent agree, John Fetterman. Oh yeah, now, and it pains David to even say that he agrees with him. But I mean, th again, it's common ground. If someone's making common yeah. sense, you got to applaud it. Yeah, it it, it, it it's almost like I, I really do believe that going to therapy helped this guy in more ways than just keeping him from killing himself it could be um because i i mean when he's out there saying well yeah it's obvious we shouldn't let china buy up a lot of farmland duh makes sense i mean he said all these things okay right? yeah. yeah and then he's saying yeah we got to support israel um and there have been some times when some of the you know uh, uh younger people have shown up at his offices and tried to occupy them to call for a yeah. ceasefire, and he's had his staff uh, kick them out. And he openly mocks them, too. Yeah, he does. Uh, it's pretty remarkable seeing that. Uh, and then, yeah, when he's saying, you know, Republicans kind of have a point when they're talking about more border security. I mean, you got the population of Pittsburgh showing up every month. Wow. Yeah. And now, you know who's playing Monday Night Football tonight? Yeah, there is that too. Well, I don't know. Ableism, I guess, is cool again. Because right. <laughs> remember, that was the thing. Remember? Yes, I do. Can't make fun of him because he's, you know. I know. Disabled. Now, on right. with the countdown. Scott Robbins, right? In fact, that is top three of the day up to number two. Uh, applications to Harvard are down. 
Yeah, amid the anti-Semitic protests, Claudine Gay's inability to condemn the Jewish genocide, Harvard has seen a 17% drop in their early admission applications. That's a four-year low, by the way, for Harvard, which had 7,921 high school seniors applying for undergraduate admission. Uh, Last year, they had almost 10,000. That's a pretty significant drop. Possibly a lot of reasons for that, they said. One of them is a concern for safety on the campus. Another, of course, is what I just mentioned above. Yale University, by the way, had their second highest early application total in history recently. So the impact is being felt. Whether it will continue, I don't know. I hope they feel it even more. Isn't that the only way to affect change with something as ingrained as that is? It's not just that, man. It is the fact that you have a whole lot of parents that have seen what's happened at these college campuses saying, do I want to send my kid there? Right. Because this is indoctrination. I I would love to see a demographic breakdown as well. Because and just anecdotally, you mm-hmm. you, you may have read if you if you follow the, the controversies of higher education at all, I wonder how much of that is also a lot of Asian parents telling their kids don't even bother because they're gonna ignore you. Well, that's a great point. So they're not even applying anymore. Right. No, you're right. Yeah, something. And the countdown continues. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. And finally, one. Uh, number one, uh, Super Bowl champion is sick and tired of average white guys commenting on football. That's right. Uh, Super Bowl champion running back Rashid Mendenhall, a proud graduate of the University of Illinois as well, has had enough with NFL analysts, especially, quote, average white guys, as he explained. I wasn't exactly clear who the heck he was talking about at the time, but apparently it's anybody commenting on the game and having a problem with Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, their head coach. He said, I'm sick of all these average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so those cats can stop trying to teach people who's good at football? There you go. All-black against all-white instead of the Pro Bowl. Okay, hold on. So no Pro Bowl, you're just doing all white players against all, all black players. Yeah, segregation, right. in other words. And that's because he's tired of white analysts on analysts, TV? Analysts uh, talking down uh, black head coaches, I guess. Oh, Does he mention names? Like, who's bad? No, he doesn't mention names, just average white guys. Okay. So that includes a lot of white guys that are doing games. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of black analysts, too, I well, yeah. see all over TV. I. It would be helpful to know what he's talking about if you knew the names of whatever analysts. Not quite sure. Yeah, he doesn't name them specifically. But what he's suggesting is interesting. I mean, it seems like we're getting more into more of that before the segregation thing is coming from the left. It does seem that way. Yeah, it does. I mean, funny because J.J. Watt was asked about it. <laughs> and what, what's that going to look like? He said, I'll tell you what, we're going to get cooked at the corner. I'm not going to lie about that. we got nobody that can defend any of these guys. <laughs> of course, that's joking, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. It was kind of funny. And again, who was the player that mentioned all this? Uh, Mendenhall. It was uh, Rashid Mendenhall. What Richard, team did he play? I'm sorry, Rashard Mendenhall. What team did he play for, David? I don't know. Exactly my point. Yeah. yeah. Well, he only had a two-year career in the NFL. so Why is that? that big. Well, because he wasn't very good, I guess, or wasn't good enough to play in the oh, NFL. Oh, gotcha. All right. And there you have it. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. Thank you very much, Scott. Tired of those white guys, man. Wow, man.
Okay, there's much more to get to, including... Um, we good? Okay. Yeah. We got to get to uh, a news update, and Nimrod's in the news. Kids abusing workers at a taco restaurant? We're not going to stand for that. All coming up right here. message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly, B21. Did you forget to add Stamps.com to your holiday wish list last year? Well, we all make mistakes. Stamps.com has been helping businesses like yours save time and money during the holiday rush for 25 years. Get exclusive rates up to 84% off USPS and UPS services you need right from an easy-to-use mobile app. The holidays are hard enough. Make things easy with Stamps.com. Use code TIMESAVER for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code TIMESAVER. This is Rocky Mosall with International Star Registry. Over the past 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star and give the ultimate Christmas gift. The star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333 to give the brightest gift. That's 800-282-3333. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. The mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, is a weird guy. Like a, a I, I, just a strange individual. So he was on PIX11, a uh, local news outlet, and was asked, uh, like, about if you could sum up 2023 in one word. How would you do so? And I'm trying to get my computer to actually work here so I can play it for you. But it's not wanting to to actually work. Anyway, what he said was, I'll just read you the transcript. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. He responded, this is a place where every day you could wake up, you could experience a plane crashing into our trade center to a person who's celebrating a new business. This is a very, very complicated city, and that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. Sum up the year 2023 in one word, Mr. Mayor. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me paint the visual. Rob is, like, so confused. You're looking away, and you're... I know. 
Eyebrows are almost crossed. I'll sum it up in one word. Weirdo. Yeah. What a weird thing. That is. It's strange to say. He's been all over the place. I, all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we got a little extra time for uh, Nimrods today. We got a lot of Nimrods with food. Uh, oh, we'll oh, explain. oh, my God. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. We'll start, I guess, with the lightest one first. Waukesha, Wisconsin. And this has to do with the Taco John's. Apparently, high school kids are going into the Taco John's. They're causing... All kinds of havoc, leaving a huge mess. They steal the soda and the condiments. They've thrown rocks at an employee. Jeez. Okay, and so what they're saying, the Taco Johns, no one's admitted under the age of 18. you got to be here with an adult. Well. You can't have nice things yeah. anymore. No. I was thinking public caning. This is a great example. You don't. This isn't how you treat people. Somebody will sue them. What do you mean? Discrimination, nonsense, or whatever. No, you no, you don't know how to treat people. Stay out. Yeah, I All agree with you. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, this is a couple of strange stories. We'll start here. Um, two guys in Florida. The first one, um, was upset. He goes to the Wawa convenience store, gets a chicken sandwich. All right, he feels like it's not cooked properly. Mm. So he takes it and throws it at the employee. No, uh, that's not good. It's especially not good when it's covered in a spicy sauce that got into the victim's eye. Oh, boy. Not good at all. So it was on video. They arrested him. And, man, this dude, Palomino, 32 years old, Daniel Palomino. Um, rap sheet includes convictions for cocaine possession, aggravated assault, theft, possession of drug paraphernalia, criminal mischief, marijuana possession, and probation violation. So good. Glad he's back in jail. Mm -hmm. Then, um, Pinellas Park in Florida, this dude, um, apparently not a big fan of his relatives, poisoned his nephew's meatball sandwich with Visine. Oh. Have you ever heard of that before? No. Only on what was the movie Van Wilder? Didn't they put eye drops or whatever in a guy's shake and it gave him the runs? I think that's what this guy said he was after. I'll yeah. just read from the story. After purchasing a, purchasing a meatball sandwich for his nephew, this Florida man poured Visine all over the food, which was later partially consumed by his relative, according to police. Investigators say James Leach, who's 45, was at a market near his home where he asked an employee for a bottle of Visine due to having dry eyes. Upon getting the Visine, he opened it and proceeded to pour the eyedrop solution all over the meatball sandwich. That's in the arrest affidavit. When the worker declared that the liquid could hurt somebody, Leach reportedly replied that eh, it's only going to cause him to bleep himself and puke his brains out. <laughs> yeah, going to hurt it. him, he's just going to bleep himself. Okay, so... The employee then at the market said, yeah, this guy's a re regular customer. He said he's had issues with his nephew, declared he hated his kin, said, you know what? I got worried. So he calls 911. So then the cops show up at the place, and it was right after the nephew started eating the mm. meatball sandwich. But he only, maybe a fourth of it. 
But yeah, they arrested him on the spot. $50,000 bond. Can't do that to people. Visine all over the meatballs. I cleared up, though. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Nimrod's in the news.